Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. We're going to be winding the clock back on today's morning shot some 20 years back in February 2002 when the remaking Singapore committee, the brainchild of then Prime Minister Goh Chok Tong, was set up to pry Singaporeans away from traditional material pursuits. That's right. Back then, the five C's, career, condominiums, car, credit cards and country club membership were once seen as the Singapore dream. Those who tick all the boxes would often be seen as having been making it among friends and family. Fast forward to today, those C's have shifted beyond material success. While bread and butter issues are still important, the government's 16-month-long Forward Singapore exercise, which canvassed the views of over 200,000 Singaporeans and stakeholders, found that people now chase fulfillment, meaning and purpose in life a whole lot more. For more insights, we're joined by Sun Shreling, Minister of State for Social and Family Development and, of course, Member of Parliament for Pungal West SMC. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Hi, good morning, everyone. Now, one theme that has constantly emerged in discussions of late is how the idea of a good life has evolved beyond merely material success. But we can't, of course, ignore the fact that there are challenges, especially with increasing cost of living alongside other factors. As an MP, you meet your constituents on a regular basis. So what are the key stresses and strains that Singaporeans face on a day-to-day basis? Are there any specific areas of note in recent years? First and foremost, there will still be families who are concerned about making ends meet and um, having enough. But apart from these families, I think uh, emerging themes are that families are concerned about how their children do. And what I mean by that is how their children do in school. And the reason for that is because parents feel that if their children do well in school, it gives them greater confidence that their children will subsequently do well in life. So that's something that through the Forward SG exercise and which is also shared in the Forward SG report, that we're trying to work with parents and also work with schools and the children to have them understand that there are actually many more routes to success rather than just through academic achievements. Uh, That's one area, a theme that has emerged. Uh, And another is that for young working adults, uh, working parents, uh, many are seeking better work-life balance. So many talk about feeling stressed. The stress comes from caregiving. The stress comes from work. And uh, many hope that they're able to achieve better work-life balance. Yeah. So you talk about the five C's. I'm going to bring up another one. It's change. Our Singapore dream seems to be shifting away from those conventional five C's. So Singaporeans seem to be chasing much more than materialism. What do you think is the driving force behind this change in mindset? If we take a step back, I think it's not unusual in the sense that I think many people know the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Mm. Where you start off with wanting to satisfy physiological needs and then safety and security. And as you go up that pyramid, we're talking about love and belonging. We're talking about self-esteem. We're talking about self-actualization. So if you look at that, right, love and belonging, self-esteem, self-actualization, those are at the higher tiers. And it roughly matches to what we're talking about here, which is about meaning, purpose in life and fulfillment. 
So I think Singapore has gotten more developed, obviously. Families are more wealthy and people want to go beyond just making ends meet, you know, to finding what the purpose of life is. And I think this is just moving up the ladder when we're talking about, you know, just following that framework that we have in mm. mind, which many people recognize, which is the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm. If we do a deeper dive into the report, it appears as though refreshing the Singapore dream requires several key shifts uh, spanning the pillars of education, jobs and support for families as well as seniors. Now, beyond all that the government has already done in terms of education, are there any specific areas you think can possibly be looked into? I think two areas. I think as a society, we're trying to all encourage each other, you know, one another to think about education pathways and career pathways as there being many routes to success and not not a singular one, whereby the only tangible outcome is tangible benefit in the form of the five C's. So I, I think we still need to work together as a society to change our mindset because I think the stress that many parents feel arising from the emphasis on uh, their children's grades is because they still feel that that's a passport to the good life. So I think we need more effort and collective consensus on that front. We're already seeing changes in the education system where we move away from streaming towards mm. subject-based spending. So, you know, children are able to flourish in areas of their individual strengths. Uh, but those are policy moves. What we need beyond that is um, societal acceptance and um, societal encouragement, you know, for more to adopt that mindset that there are many routes to success. Uh, another area that I think we need to be paying more attention to is well-being. Um, the well-being of our children, the well-being of parents, uh, the well-being of teachers. It comes back to the point that I mentioned about concerns around stress. So how do we ensure better well-being for our children? So apart from the emphasis on academic uh, achievements, how are we working with them, giving opportunities for our children when it comes to sports, music, arts, you know, or socio-emotional learning? I think these are skills and um, you know, ways to build resilience so that they're better able to manage their own emotions, manage their own well-being, and I think that will put them in good state for life. Mm. We're in conversation with Sun Xieling. She is the Minister of State for Social and Family Development and Member of Parliament for Pongo West SMC. Talking about the new five Cs perhaps we can aspire to coming on the back of the Ford Singapore report, which found that Singaporeans now chase meaning a lot more than just material success. Now, Xieling, let's dive a bit into some of the areas, the more vulnerable groups. And we talk about children. There's also seniors, people with disabilities and their caregivers as well. We need to make sure they are adequately supported supported beyond financial assistance. So what needs to change? What exactly are we lacking on in the front uh, currently? Um, Where we talk to caregivers, we find that oftentimes what they're strapped for, apart from you know them hoping for more help you know when it comes to subsidies for care, is that they desire a greater ecosystem of support. And why do I say that? Because caregivers themselves need care for themselves. It is tiring, both physically, emotionally, mentally, when they care for children, care for seniors, care for those with special needs. And so they desire to have respite, you know, time for themselves, mm. time to plan for themselves, time to rest. I, I think it's a very basic human desire, you know, to be able to, how should I put it, to also be cared for when they're caring for others. So the question for us is, what can we make available to them? Um, firstly, are we offering enough respite care places in the community? Are there fellow caregivers who can support one another when it comes to sharing their stories and being there for one another? Um, and also, very importantly, do we have in place something like flexible workplace arrangements? 
many employers and employees embarked on that during COVID-19. But after that, are we able to normalise that in society? Because when we have flexible workplace arrangements, then caregivers are better able to manage different aspects of their lives. Sherling, the other point that we've been talking about quite a bit in the last year, it's been a hot discussion topic, is Singapore's social compact, which has been described as the glue that holds society together, the shared understanding of our roles and responsibilities towards each other, and our shared values and aspirations as a people. Now, what will the government be looking at to create the right kind of ecosystem for better inclusivity and understanding between different segments? I think firstly, there needs to be awareness and understanding about the challenges that we face um, in in the different domains, whether or not it is education, whether or not it is careers, um, whether or not, you know, there's an understanding that race and religion can pull us apart if we do not put in effort to come together and be united, especially when we have a very uncertain global political and macroeconomic environment. So I think awareness and understanding at a very basic level, I think that's needed. Because it's only with that that we can get to the next level. Uh, and what, what do I mean by the next level? After awareness and understanding is the desire for each and every one of us to co-create together. I think we are moving away from the idea that the government has solutions to everything. Um, because many of the problems that we now face are very complex. And it requires each and every one of us to give a little bit of something. It's not just about more money, more tax breaks. It's about each and every one of us. We all have abilities and agency. For instance, let me give an example. A low-income family. Should the mindset be just that we give them more financial assistance and that that is enough? Yes, financial assistance is important. But I think when we speak to low-income families, you know that they also want to be independent. You know that they also want to have agency. You know that they desire the best for their families. They desire the best for their children. So how do we empower them to do so? How do we help them solve some of the difficulties and partner them so that they are able to give their children a good start in school? Are we able to have family coaches and have people befriend them, walk with them along their journey of life so that they are able to uh, have different perspectives to problems, have access to better network, have their children have access to mentorship, internship opportunities so that they too have a good shot at their careers. So there are actually many things that people can do, uh, whether in the form of volunteerism, as befrienders and it's not just about giving money to someone because I think the care, the concern, opportunities, they don't just come in the form of monetary incentives. They come through opportunities and making available networks to them. We've talked so much about the whole mindset shift. So Chris, find out what might your personal 5Cs be like? Um, I thought about it briefly just before I joined the program. And I thought of three Cs, not five. One is confidence. The second is care. And the third is choice. Why do I say confidence? I, I think many of us, we desire affirmation in our work. We desire to be valued. And what I mentioned about wanting our children to do well, you know, hoping for uh, opportunities, better opportunities at work, it all stems from whether or not we actually have confidence in what we're doing. Uh, so that's my first C. I hope that we all have greater confidence in ourselves. The second C, care, is about caring for one another, to go beyond ourselves. And the third is choice, because I think many of us desire, you know, the ability to make better choices between work and life and the different commitments we might have and different choices at different times at different life phases. So I think those would be my three Cs, confidence, care and choice. <laughs> a great choice there, uh, Sherling. Just before we let you go, I have to ask you this as well. Now, the PAP's leadership transition uh, is looking to happen before the next general election, which has to be called, of course, by November 2025. In light of that, what are your dreams for Singapore moving forward? 
I think the leadership transition is taking place at a time when the global environment is very uncertain and potentially very, very dangerous. And I think it's more important than ever before that we have to be united because there are going to be challenges that are not to our own doing but are just hoisted on us. And if we're not careful, then we might be the fissures in our society. You know, whether or not there are fault lines along race and religion will become more and more apparent. So I think we need to find ways to work even more cohesively together, to co-create together. And I think it is only when people come together and knowing that every Singaporean matters, right, that that leadership transition will be a seamless and successful one. All right, Sherling, thank you so much for your time this morning. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you so much. We've been in conversation with Sun Sherling. She's the Minister of State for Social and Family Development and a member of Parliament for Pungal West SMC. We've been talking about the new five Cs, if you will, and that, of course, comes on the back of the Forward Singapore report, which found that Singaporeans now chase meaning a lot more than just material success. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.